Welcome, everybody. Thanks for being with me on Sunday morning. I stayed up late hanging out with friends, so <laughs> they're they're here. It's they're all their fault, but sorry, Lisa. <laughs> um, anyway, but it's good to be here this morning, and um, my house smells yummy, but it's not necessarily because it's fall scents. It's just hash brown casserole and. So everyone's just sort of moving and now I get to spend some time with you guys. So thank you for being here. Did anyone have a chance to make the gel air freshener recipe that I sent out? If you did, um, you can unmute and tell me, I'd love to hear it. Or, you know, have, raise your hand actually, raise your hand and Sheila will call on you. And if anyone did make it, I'd love to hear how it turned out. All right. If you didn't, then I'm hoping you'll try it after the class because it was it was super easy and smelled amazing. So, um, so the reason that I like to make my own um, fragrances and stuff like that is because there's so many toxins in the ones that we buy from the store. And as a person who gets migraines, I try to avoid that as much as possible. I used to be the person that you know had a whole. Well, I still kind of do have it, but I just don't use them. They're sitting there. Um, a whole shelf full of Bath and Body Works candles and um, gosh, like plugins, right? And air fresheners and all sorts of stuff. I had all that and I loved all those smells, but sometimes it does, um, you know, add to the fact that, you know, I'm getting headaches, more migraines, or I'm feeling congested. And there's so many toxins, even things like Febreze. I used to like spray my furniture down with that because I wanted everything to smell like that and not dogs in my house. But the number of carcinogens that are in, like even Febreze was crazy, the numbers that I um, looked up and read and it just surprised me. So I thought, how can I start making my own things? And many of you know that I love my essential oils. And so um, it was a great way to go beyond just using the essential oils for like a physical and emotional um, you know, situation and just being able to create gifts and give to friends and make my house smell nice. And so that's what we're going to talk about. And today it's not so much a class like a, you know, when I would do a card class where you're going to be following along, it's just more of a sharing how I do it, maybe giving you guys some ideas and, you know, the holidays are right around the corner and it's just a nice way to package something up and give it to a friend you know, everyone's struggling maybe a little bit more right now financially. And so they're cheap and easy ways to bless um, and say thank you to the people around us. <coughs> so, all right. So the first thing that I made, and I will send all of these recipes out um, after the class. And um, so that if you guys want to make any of them, you can. But the first thing that I made was homemade potpourri. You know, we can buy it in the store, but it's fun to, especially, you know, if you're doing with friends, you could, you know, someone could bring the apples, someone could bring the oranges and, you know, it, it's going to take a while. So make sure you have plenty of time set aside to, to do, to dry your stuff if you're going to dry it yourself. But I will put some links in the recipes that I send out where you can actually buy the fruit that's already dehydrated if you don't want to do it because there's there are several steps to it so here's just some of the stuff that i put in my potpourri um i sliced up some oranges i sliced up um, apples sliced up lemons um, cinnamon sticks which 
you can buy them, you know, obviously in the spice aisle, but you're only going to get, you know, six or eight sticks in a jar. So if you have something like a Winco or somewhere around that you can shop in bulk, you know, that's going to be your cheaper way to get it. If you're making like a big batch of the potpourri, that's what I opted to do. Um, I also, you could, you know, if you have kids or nieces, nephews, grandchildren, I mean, this could be a fun sort of go out for a walk and collect pine cones, but most craft stores, uh, I got some at Ben Franklin's, I got some at Hobby Lobby, they sell the little mini pine cones. So I added some of those into mine. Um, you could put, if you love the smell of vanilla, you could certainly put a couple of vanilla beans cut up into small pieces in there. That being said, vanilla beans aren't inexpensive. <laughs> so it just depends on how cost effective you want your potpourri to be. Um, acorns, you know, you could, again, you could go for a nature walk and collect those. It'd be kind of fun to do like a scavenger hunt and have a list of the things that you're looking for while you're out there with your kiddos or, you know, little ones. And you could do it, Kayla, you know, it'd be a way to <laughs> get your son out there running off some energy. Um, you could just use whole cloves again from the spice aisle. I put some of those in mine. Just gathering twigs, you know, and wood and branches. I actually found at Ben Franklin's a bag of um, wood rounds. So they were just, you know, probably a branch of some kind of, that had just been sliced into thin rounds. I put that in mine because the I added a little bit of essential oils to my potpourri and the wood really holds on to those essential oils. If you just drop a couple um, drops onto the little rounds or you could just put it actually into the bowl with everything else and just give it a good shake. Um, you can go to like the produce section and maybe to where like the nuts are in the shells. So walnuts and hazelnuts and those types of things. You could even get those and put in just for some texture and color and that type of thing. Some whole cardamom pods are another option, or you could pick some rosemary out of your garden if you have such stuff and put that in, or even just dried bay leaves. I think I put some dried um, bay leaves in mine too, just for texture and color. And then if you wanted to um, add some essential oils, if it's something that you already are into, um, you could do that. I put some orange, some cinnamon, um, some nutmeg in mine, and a little bit of cedar wood. <clears throat> and again, I just took a huge bowl and I just put all of these different, you know, things in there. And then I just put in a couple drops of the oil on top and gave it a good stir. And then what I chose to do, and I'll, I'll tell you how to actually dry the oranges and apples yourself if you want to do that. But um, I just made up a big batch of it. And then I took cellophane bags and put some of, you know, filled each bag with some of the potpourri and then tied it up with a pretty brown satin ribbon and cut out a leaf die cut on my um, cuddle or my big with my big shot. And then you could attach that with like a little, you know, if it was, it could be a braille note or just a printed out, you know, what's in there or thank you or whatever. So um, those are just some of the things that I put into my potpourri, but in case you're feeling so inclined that you want to dry or dehydrate your own oranges, like I said, allow yourself time. You're going to want to slice the fruit about a fourth of an inch thick. And I actually have like a electric, it's not a mandolin, but it's an electric slicer type thing where I can just put it through a a hole in the top and then turn it on and it sort of slices it for me, which is nice. You 
if you had a mandolin, that would be great. Um, or you could just, you know, use a very sharp knife and slice it yourself if you were able to do that. And the oranges, what I chose to do was I did mine in the oven because I have a dehydrator at home and that would be what I would use. But I realize that not all of you are gonna have a dehydrator, but hopefully all of you have an oven. And so I wanted to do the oranges in the oven just so I could you know, give you guys an idea. So what I did was I sliced all of my oranges um, about a quarter of an inch thick. And then I lined a cookie sheet with parchment paper. And I turned the oven on to 200 degrees. And again, I'll send this out to you guys. But I turned the oven on to 200 degrees. And um, <coughs> I took a few paper towels. And after I sliced each orange, I put each slice between two pieces of paper towels and like patted it as much as I could. I want to maintain the round shape of the orange, but I wanted to get as much of the juice out as I could before I stuck them into the oven. And once I did that, then I put them in the oven and I de um, dehydrated them. And the recipe that I followed said it would take about six hours, three hours, flip them over, three more hours. And if only that had been the truth, I would be, <laughs> I would have been happy, but it took a little bit longer than that. So give yourself a, a full day to be home with your oranges. Um, it actually took about um, eight or nine hours. So after about four hours, um, I pulled it out of the, I pulled them out of the oven and I flipped them over and I put them back in. And you'll know when they're done, um, you, it will still feel a little bit tacky where the flesh of the oranges, um, but the around the outside will feel dry and they'll still be bendable. They'll definitely smell yummy. Your house will smell good as you're doing them, Haley. but do allow about nine hours for that. Haley, Kayla has a question, I think. <coughs> yes, ma'am. So when you slice your, un your um, oranges, do you uh, peel them or do you leave them with the rind on them? Nope, I left the rind on mine. Okay, and that's what I would do, on, so I wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just because it helps hold its shape too, right? But, and it will turn a little bit, you know, like regular orange is a really bright, you know, color. It will sort of dull the color of it a little bit, and sometimes they'll turn even a little more brownish. Um, but, you know, it's still, I mean, it's what a dried fruit looks like. I mean, it, it, it will change the color a little bit, but keeping the peel on will just help maintain the shape of the circle if that's what you're looking for. So, um, and you so have, then they're done. You have another question, oh, Mary Alice. Okay. Go ahead and yes. unmute, dear. Okay. Yes, my other question would be, what temperature did you put them in the oven on? And was it in the center of the oven or towards the bottom? Um, so I have one of those ovens that the top is just one, you know, one um, rack and the bottom is convection with two racks in it. And I actually use just my top one. So, and the, I put it in the center um, of the oven and it's at 200 degrees. And, and the recipe that I followed said to keep the door slightly ajar, which I did for the first three hours. Um, but when I pulled it out after three hours and it wasn't really, it didn't feel like it was really doing much. Um, I went ahead and closed the door. So I kept mine closed. So, you know, I would just say, just check them every, you know, few hours um, just to make sure 
I mean, I can't imagine they're going to burn at 200 degrees. It just felt to me like by, my door doesn't, it was a pretty big gap. I couldn't leave it just ajar. Like when I opened it, it was a pretty big gap. And I felt like it just wasn't staying warm enough in there. So I just kept mine after the first couple hours, I kept my oven closed the whole time. And like I said, okay, it's at 200, 200 degrees. And I will send out the instructions. So, um, and then what you can do is I just stuck mine in a Ziploc bag, but what you could do if you wanted to use them, because I used mine in potpourri, obviously, but you know, there's nothing, you haven't added anything to them. So if you wanted to keep them in like a large mason jar, I would say put them in the mason jar and put the lid on. And then after a couple hours, give them a shake. If you stick your hand inside the mason jar and you find that there's any moisture on the inside of the jar, you may need to put them back in the oven a little bit. But you can then take these apples or apples and orange slices and you can, you know, put them like float them in your, you know, tea or put them in with, you know, iced tea. You can um, actually grind them and use them in recipes. So there's lots of ways besides using them in the potpourri um, if you wanted to, you know, use them in other ways. Um, the apples, I actually chose to do the apples in my dehydrator <clears throat> just because, you know, I'd already used the whole day to make my oranges. <laughs> and so dehydrator, I can just put on and go to bed and wake up. And that's what I did. So again, I sliced my apples about a quarter of an inch thick. Since I was just using mine for potpourri, I didn't even worry about taking the core out um, I removed the seeds if I could, but I wasn't too concerned about it because I knew I was just using it for potpourri. If you were going to use them to eat, um, the core really won't matter so much, believe it or not, because once it dehydrates, it all has that same kind of texture. But, you know, you're going to want to make sure you remove the seeds if you were going to actually eat these as dried apple chips. So I sliced them. I laid them on my dehydrator trays. I sprinkled mine with a little cinnamon and sugar. And, um, and then I turned my dehydrator on about 135 and I put them on about, I don't know, 10 o'clock when I went to bed. And when I got up at five or six in the morning, um, they were, they were pretty much dried and they'll be, they'll feel a little spongy. Like, I guess that's the only way I could think to describe them. They're not going to be, I mean, if you want them to be crisp because you're going to eat them, like the ones you buy in the store, you just want to leave them in there longer. And they would actually, if you bent them, they would actually break. But at the degrees that I dehydrated mine at and for what I wanted them for, um, I can actually bend them without them breaking. And they're just kind of like a spongy sort of texture. So again, it just depends whether you are going to use these in a potpourri or whether you're wanting to, because um, you could take the apple chips if you didn't use them in the potpourri and you wanted to use them to eat, you could actually then sprinkle them, you know, into yogurt or into like an overnight oatmeal or, you know, an oatmeal that you cook on the stove in the morning. So it really just depends on how you plan on using both the oranges and the apples. But for this purpose, you know, we use them in a potpourri. <coughs> and um, so my my friends that I said are visiting, um, I, it was kind of cool that I was doing this class today and this class was planned before the, their trip was planned and I did let them know I'd be teaching a class this morning. But it was nice that I, you know, made the stuff this week and knew they were coming and packaged it all up and I get to send one home with my friends. So does anyone have any questions about the... Um, the potpourri and how to make it? 
or have they made potpourri? Has anyone made potpourri before and, you know, has other suggestions they'd like to share? Don't have any hands yet. Okay. All right. So the next thing <clears throat> that I made that I wanted to share with you guys on, which is really easy, really fun and um, super fragrant. And it kind of surprised me just how easy it was, but I made um, the non-toxic um, gel air fresheners. So if any of you ever um, buy the ones that, you know, are in the grocery store aisles, sometimes they are a big block of like gel in a jar of some kind. And sometimes they're like little beads that are like jelly and, and they smell amazing. It's true. They do. Again, we're just not sure because of keeping the cost down and, you know, how true or not true, how pure the um, fragrances are that are in there. So I wanted to find a way to make my own gel air fresheners. And so I did send this recipe out, um, but again, I will send it out and it's pretty simple. <clears throat> um, you're just gonna wanna make sure you have a, a jar or a vessel that's heat proof. Could be ceramic, glass, um, you know, not, not a plastic because when you pour the liquid in, it's gonna be really hot. And if you're using essential oils in this mixture, um, we've talked about on my essential oil classes, especially citrus oils, but oils in general can um, break down the plastic and mess with the integrity of the plastic and leach the chemicals from the plastic into um, whatever's inside. And for this actual project, you know, it's not like it's something that's going to be ingestible. <clears throat> so that's going to be not as important as far as um, leaching the chemicals into it but it also can break down the plastic and then you'll end up, it'll eat through the plastic and then you just would end up with a big mess. So making sure you have a heat proof glass or ceramic container, and it could be something as simple as, you know, an old pickle jar or um, a Mason jar. It doesn't have to be decorative and fancy, but certainly Hobby Lobby and places like that do have like a whole aisle that's glass, decorative glass containers. And that's what I got. Um, two cups of cold water divided one ounce of powdered unflavored gelatin. So just in the aisle at your grocery store where you'd find the jello, you know, puddings and jellos and that type of thing, just make sure it's um, the unflavored kind. And then um, a tablespoon of salt. And that's sort of optional. I, I forgot to send it in the email I sent out to you guys, but did some research and that's just sort of an optional thing. I think it's more of just a preservative and a way to keep it um, the fragrance longer. Um, and then 20 to 30 drops of essential oil. And then your food coloring. And that's all you need. And then like something you can stir it with. And um, if you're using food coloring, you know, it could dye whatever you're stirring it with if it was like a wooden spoon or something. So I just use like a disposable wooden chopstick that it wouldn't matter. You know, I just threw it away when I was done. And so I chose to um, make two. So I got smaller containers. And the first thing you would do is you would um, pour two cups of the, or you have, so you have your two cups of your water. So you'd pour one cup of the water into a pan on the stove and um, bring it up to a boil and sprinkle your unflavored gelatin um, into the water and your salt and just kind of whisk it until it's sort of dissolved. And then you're gonna take it off the heat, turn off the heat, and then just add that additional cup of cold water into that mixture. 
And then you can just leave that to sit for a few minutes. It's not going to harden up or anything that quick that it, it's going to matter if it just sits there for a few seconds to cool. And then I just took my two glass containers. <clears throat> and because this was a fall scented, you know, class, I, you know, I wanted something. I just used liquid food coloring, like from the grocery store for this um, project. And I wanted something orange for the fall color. So I just did three drops of red and three drops of yellow <clears throat> in each thing in each container. And then I put in um, a blend that doTERRA sells called Harvest Spice. And I don't mean to tease you because it, it comes and it goes very quickly. It, it, it was there and it was sold out in two days. But you know, you could definitely use um, cinnamon, you know, if you're wanting the fall sort of scents, you could use that kind of individual essential oil. And I'll give you some blends too, after I share the recipe. But, um, and so you have your food coloring and your essential oils in your jar. And then you just pour your liquid in. I would suggest using a funnel or, you know, something like that, <clears throat> or even a you know, ladling it in, depending on how wide the opening is of your jar. And once you've got your liquid into your containers, you're just gonna give it a good stir so that the food coloring, the essential oil, and your liquid mixture, mixture all blend well. And I just let mine sit on a heat proof, you know, I have granite countertops, so I just let mine sit on a heat proof surface until it came to about room temperature. And then I put it in the refrigerator. <clears throat> and it sets up just like if you've ever made jello, it just sets up like a jello would. And, um, and then you can either just set that out in your house without a lid on it at all, which is what I chose to do because Mine was a decorative jar. It wasn't a mason jar that had like a, a ring that I could, you know, screw onto it. But if you were using like a mason jar, what you could do is take a piece of mesh fabric tool or something like that and cut a round of it and put it over the top of the jar and then screw that ring on. And then if you didn't like the fact that you had now this raggedy rough edged tool hanging out the bottom under the rim, you could just get a wide, um, a wide ribbon and tie it around there to make it a little bit more decorative. And, and then if your um, container was just say an old pickle jar or an old, you know, Mason jar and you wanted to make it even more decorative, you could get like vinyl stickers of leaves. You know, if we're talking fall, you could leaves or pumpkins or, <clears throat> um, you know, just a gold sort of shape or whatever, and just embellish the outside of the jar that way too. So just some ideas, you know, not only just the recipes, but also some ways to give it as gifts that just sort of dresses it up a little bit and makes it look a little bit fancier. And if over time that scent starts to dissipate, <clears throat> then you can just sort of put a knife down inside the jar and chop up the jello and it will just um, bring that scent back for a little bit longer. And then if you just need to sort of add a few drops of essential oils from time to time, you can do that and it will just keep that scent um, going. So <clears throat> if you are a person who has some oils already of some kind, whether they're doTERRA or somewhere else, um, or whether you're just looking for some suggestions, I thought I would give you that. So couple suggestions are, and these aren't fall fragrances. Like I said, I used Harvest Spice and you could use cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, orange. <coughs> Excuse me, I thought my cough was getting better. Um, but you could do like sweet basil and lemon, you know, if you were something you were gonna sit in the kitchen. 
that might even be nice in a bathroom too, because lemon is very um, like cleansing and um, just brightens the air. So let me see what other, you could do like rosemary orange, which I think would sounds lovely. I'd probably put a couple drops of sandalwood in mine because I love those three combined together. You could do um, like a, a pine scent if you were making this for Christmas, like a Siberian fir or something even like that. You could certainly do a lavender or like a lavender eucalyptus. You could even put a um, a couple, you know, like a maybe a eighth of a teaspoon of vanilla extract in there. It's not going to hurt if you wanted to do like lavender and vanilla, you know, for your bedroom. That might be nice as well. Um, really, it's just whatever your fancy is. I love ylang ylang is one of my favorite oils, um, and I love that combined with frankincense and orange and um, <clears throat> sometimes a little sandalwood. So it just depends what room you're putting it in, you know, and what, um, what desired effect you're looking for. So definitely like the lavender type cedarwood type things in your bedroom would be very calming. I'm not sure how many people that are on here um, also attend the essential oil classes, but we talk a lot about different, the properties of different oils based on what you're hoping to achieve. So for example, flower oils are known to be very sort of soothing for the heart. Um, you know, if we're, if we're applying them to our skin, they're very beautifying for our skins too, but tree oils are very grounding and help with balance and stress reduction. Um, so if, you know, you're in your office and you're making one of these gel air fresheners, you know, putting oils that are tree oils like cedarwood or um, Siberian fir, vetiver, those types of things might be really good oils to have if you're, you know, needing it to be in a space where you need to find some balance and, be, you know, less stress. Um, and then the citrus oils are very uplifting and very invigorating and energizing. So, you know, that would be nice in a kitchen just for the fact that it's a citrus oil. But again, if you're needing it to be in a space where you find you're in that slump in the afternoon and you're needing a pick-me-up, then using some of the citrus oils in your blend might be a, a really good choice. <clears throat> so any questions on the gel air fresheners or was there something that wasn't clear that I need to go over better? Debbie Nothing. Green. Debbie Green, you can unmute. Could could you use um, recycle uh, like um, candle candle containers? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, would wouldn't that be a good thing that like a woodwick? You know. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what you could do is um, what I like to do because there's some really pretty candle containers, right? That you get. So what I would try, what I would probably do is I would. If you had a little bit of the candle wax left in the bottom of your container, yes. what I would do is I would probably boil some water and then pour that water in with that little bit of wax that's left from your candle container. Huh? And then, you know, when, when it's cooled off a little bit to where you can touch it without burning yourself, just use a paper towel to wipe it out to get any of the old wax residue out of there. Yes. Yeah. And then you'd have that container because there's yeah. some beautiful, I reuse a lot of my candle containers oh, even yeah that would be a perfect thing to do okay why not if you already have something why go out and spend more on you know yes <clears throat> for sure yeah okay wait 
Um, yep. If you don't mind, this is Kayla. Yep. For the candle jars and such, um, I've done it where I put them on a cookie sheet that has newspaper on it, like a couple layers of newspaper, and mm -hmm. put them face down. And then I put them in the oven at 200 degrees for like 10 minutes. Okay. And then I turn the oven off and let them cool off. And the, oil, the wax goes down to the out. paper, and then I just wipe it out with a paper towel when I'm done. That's a great idea. Okay. I don't want to have to pull the pour the boiling water and yeah. all that. So no, I've done that, and that better. worked great. Yeah, that's no, that's what this call's about, really. I mean, it's just, I thought it would just be a fun way of sharing, like, our different ideas. And so that's fantastic. I like that way much better. <laughs> Sarah? <laughs> Sounds safer to me. Yeah, for sure. Sarah, go ahead. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Haley. I love this class. Thanks. Um, the the, uh, the air fresheners, air fresheners that you make from the Jello, mm -hmm. and once you put them out, um, how long do they last? Because I would think the water would kind of end up drying. I don't. I mean, I've know. had mine out for a couple weeks, and it's not showing any signs oh. of drying out any yet. So, not to say that it wouldn't. You know, I don't know, but I mean, it's yeah. pretty inexpensive to make. So, I mean, yeah. then there's no really preservatives or synthetics in there, right? So, it's probably not yeah. going to last as long as the ones that you buy from the store. Even those dry out eventually. Yeah. Um, right. But like I said, if you, if it starts to get like a little dry in the solid form, you know, like the, I don't mean solid, but you know, like a, a lump of jello. Cause like right now mine's still pretty yeah. solid in there, but you know, oh. when mine starts to like lose its fragrance or if I see that it's drying out a little bit, I may even add um, like a little bit of water to it. Not much, but just enough. And then like just chop it up and maybe even add a couple more drops of the oil in there. Um, I'll have to report back to you on maybe our um, <laughs> FB page to let you know how that yeah. goes. But that's but amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to do that. Thanks. Yeah. And again, you know, then you can just like decorate the jar up a little bit. You know, if you're wanting yeah. to give it as a gift, or if you're like if you're using a recycled pickle jar or something, you know, you definitely are going to want to pretty it up a little bit. Okay. So, Thank you, Thanks. Monica. You can unmute. Nope, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, nope. I'm done with my questions for a moment. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> already got, we love okay. you, Monica. <laughs> I love you guys too. Um, so my question is, when you were talking about the gel, um, yes. putting the, I mean, no, sorry, not the gel, um, putting the food coloring in. Yes. My question is, is it non-toxic? Like, it doesn't, obviously it doesn't have any chemicals in it or does it? Yeah. So I, um, so when I make bath bombs, um, cause Sydney and I sometimes will make like our own bath bombs or we'll make like, um, our own, um, like Epsom salts. <clears throat> I buy, um, organic, like mica, I don't know how to, I mean, I'll put a link in the recipes, but I buy them online because if you're using something, you know, like in a bathtub, I mean, I don't like cleaning the bathtub as it is. I definitely don't want Ooh. something that's going to stain my bathtub. Exactly. Um, so I, I debated whether to use those same kind of food colorings in this gel air freshener, but you know, it's just a recycled glass, you know, that I was using or um, it wasn't that big of a deal to me if, you know, it, it kind of got a little coloring on the, on the jar. 
but I just used, I mean, I would say, no, they're, they're not toxic because I use just the food colorings that you would use if you were going to dye like some frosting. So, I mean, they're not toxic in the sense that, you know, they're ingestible, but um, they're not as natural as maybe the powdered ones that I would normally buy to make the, the bath bombs. You know, I just didn't, it didn't, I was worried that if I use it, use the powdered form of the colorants that it wouldn't stir in, that it would float to the top. So that's why I went ahead and used the, um, just the liquid food coloring. Okay, great. Thank you. So, yeah. Okay, Peggy, you may unmute. Hi, um, I was no. just going to give one other idea about uh, getting the glass, uh, getting the wax out of candle jars. Um, what I have found really works very well is if you put the container in the freezer for a couple hours. Oh, yeah, I forgot about then, that. Yeah, and then you can use like just a spoon or something yeah. usually and like get it out. It, it usually come out in one piece or whatever. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's a great, so that's, that's how I used idea. to do mine. Yeah, that's another it, idea. Yeah, it's out. amazing how quick, I mean, just just releases, right? It's just easy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I found it very easy to do. Yeah, thanks for that reminder. Yeah, just another reminder. Thanks. I, I think these sound great. I'm looking forward to it. Good. Good, right. good. Thank you. Debbie Green, you may unmute. Thank you. So when you, is the gel clear? Is it clear if you did not put any food coloring in it? It would be clear, yeah. Okay, then, and could, would there be, what would it look like to get like holly leaves? Um, or, or something like that and kind of mix that in with it and then don't do any food coloring. Just have that be your... That would be cool to be able to see the shapes in there. Yeah. yeah. That would be really cool. I mean, even if you took some of the, um, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think holly leaves would be really cool. And even like some of the pine cones that I have left over, you know, from the potpourri. Yeah. I mean, I could always stick them, you know, in the canister, then pour the liquid in. And yeah, I think it'd be really neat. It, it's very, it's not milky at all. It's very clear. Okay. So then you, you would be able to, to worry see about, that. I mean, that would be your decorative. That would be the decorative. Yeah. Part. Yeah. Is see, this, this is why this really is not my call. This is like our call because I knew this would be a time that you guys would come up with some great ideas. And it was really just me putting the, the bug, you know, putting the thought there and then you guys sharing your ideas and that's fabulous. I've, I've got some extra, you know, um, I'm like you, I had a lot of candles sitting around and still, and I'm mm -hmm. cleaned, all cleaned up. And wouldn't that be a nice, I mean, what you're suggesting is it would be great gifts for, for Christmas. Just Yeah. People, I mean, I like homemade gifts. I guess I shouldn't assume that everyone does, but you know, obviously on this call, we all do because we're, we're ACB crafters, but, <laughs> but I just think there's something about getting a gift that someone like took the time to, I mean, I'm not going to turn down a Starbucks card, like, let's just be real about it. But, but, you know, there's just something about someone, you know, them took, they took the time and they thought about you specifically and, I like it. So I hope that you guys will take some of these ideas and not only give them as gifts, but just use them as a way to make your home more welcoming and more mm. cozy and inviting when we're able to have guests over. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. That is your last hand raised, ma'am. Oh, okay. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mary Alice <laughs> just popped out. <laughs> 
It's always the case, right? You say, no, uh -huh. Mary Alice, you can unmute. You're still muted, Mary Alice. You can... There you go. Okay, there we go. Okay, I have a couple of different questions. Um, I was hoping other people would ask them, but um, on the gel, you cannot use, like um, you were saying, to put essential oils in there. Um, yes. What You wouldn't be able to, while the water's boiling, put in, like, ground cinnamon or nutmeg to get that scent into the, into the gelatin? You, you probably Along could. with some essential oils? Yeah, you probably could. My concern with using like the powdered spices, well, plus I'm the essential oil guru, right? I mean, that's who I am. I kind of uh -huh. be like wrong to not be using essential oils. But you, you certainly could use that because, you know, essential oils are an investment. And I'm not here to sell essential oils today or even on my Monday calls ever. It's just purely to talk to you guys about them. But um, my concern with using the powdered was you know, would they float? Would they stir into it or not? And so that's something, you know, I mean, I certainly would be willing to play around with and report back to you guys on whether they stirred in good. Um, you know, you could always, as crazy as it sounds, I mean, I used the unflavored clear gelatin because I wanted to add my own color so they were full. And I wanted to add my, um, you know, my own scents to them. But I mean, if you were a person who say loves mint and lime like say you like mojitos right and you would love to have like a gel air freshener in your kitchen that smelled like mojitos i mean you you probably could even buy the lime flavored gelatin and you know just make that up in your jars and add you know like what what i would probably try to do is i would probably boil my one my one cup of water add in my powdered you know, gelatin, I would probably put a few mint leaves in with it for a little while while I was, you know, getting my jars and stuff ready and just kind of infuse that liquid a little bit. And so now you'd have the lime and mint infused gelatin in your water. You know, you'd have to add your second cup of water and then pour that into your container. And, and then you'd have, you know, and you wouldn't even need the essential oils then if you just wanted to probably use, you could probably already use a gelatin that's already flavored and just add whatever you wanted to it. <clears throat> um, you know, Plus you could chop salt. up spices, you know, chop up rosemary and put some rosemary in there and then pour it into the jar. Mm. So essential oils are not the only way, it's just my way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, now back to the potpourri. When you yes. use the, you, you said the pine cones and the cinnamon sticks and the whole cloves and- Yep and 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 stuff you just put it in a bowl and just kind of mix it up and put some wood chips and then sprinkle it with a little bit a couple of drops of essential oil i did or do yeah. you not even do the set okay so you I just mix you know, it I all didn't... together break up yeah yeah i mean the whole the oranges i left whole the apples i left whole the cinnamon sticks were like about i don't know four inches five inches long i just broke them in half and put them in there um, the cloves I just kind of put in, you know, the wood chips were already small. Um, the pine cones I made, I got some mini ones and then I got some that were about the size of a silver dollar sort of size. And I just took a big bowl and I just put it all in there and I could have mixed that up and put it in the cellophane bags as, as it was, because it had plenty of fragrance, just the apples and cinnamon and oranges and 
it, it had plenty of fragrance, just that alone. But um, I knew that I was making it earlier in the week and I wanted to give it to my friends, you know, today. And, um, and I'll, and that one, that's a way for me to just, you know, when the fragrance goes, I don't want to, I just spent 12 hours dehydrating fruit. I don't want to just <laughs> be like, okay, the fragrance is gone. I'm throwing that away. So, you know, by, by being able you know, adding some essential oils to it, um, it's just a way to keep freshening it up. You know, when the scent does start to fade. Okay. Thank you. But yeah. Nothing fancy about it by any means, but um, I am going to share with you guys some stovetop potpourri recipes because maybe not everyone feels comfortable with, you know, slicing these fruits in this, you know, quarter inch manner, or you don't want to spend the time dehydrating, or you don't want to sit potpourri on a counter because you have a cat or a dog that might, um, you know, be interested in it. So I'm going to share some stovetop potpourri um, recipes with you that if you have company coming over or, you know, you're sitting around, you're watching a movie, you just want that fragrance throughout your house. You know, there's other alternatives rather than just making the potpourri like I did. You have one more hand. <clears throat> Nina, yes. you can unmute. Hi, um, the last person uh, asked uh, most of my questions, but one question is, um, you had talked about the electric slicer. Is there a particular actual slicer that you prefer to use? Um, so I can, I'll send in the link, the actual thing, because I, mine's like, a, a tr it has a tray underneath that it, it catches things. So I can put different plates in mine that, you know, shred for cold slaw and slice my oranges. And so it's, and it julienne's carrots. And so mine's like kind of a, I mean, it's fancier without trying to sound cocky. I mean, it's kind of a fancier machine because I cook a lot. But, you know, if I don't know if any of you have a knife that has like the guard on it where you can turn the knob on the side that sort of the guard moves in or out so that can help determine your slice thickness. I mean, that's a very basic. I learned how to use one of those when I was 19 and went through the training center here in Washington for the blind. And, you know, that's, I mean, it could be something even as simple as that. If, if you have one of those that you can use that guard to sort of help you line it up with the edge of the fruit and then just turn that little knob to set the thickness. Um, I'll put all of those suggestions and, and resources of where to find them when I send out the recipes. Great, thanks. Oh, mm -hmm. um, the other question I had is the potpourri fragrance. How long will it last? Um, so this isn't the first time that I've made this. It's the first time I've made it this year. Um, but I usually try to make it like at the sort of the beginning of fall when I put my fall decorations out. And a couple of months, at least the smell is going to last. But the fruit and stuff, if it's dehydrated, and it's just, you know, pine cones, I mean, those are going to last indefinitely. And then you just can keep freshening it up. I mean, I've actually I even, <laughs> I guess I didn't realize that last year when I took when I took my potpourri down from last year, it was still in a bowl and I had just put it into a cellophane bag. And then when I put all my false decorations away, it just went into the tote with everything. And when I got the stuff out to decorate this year and put decorate my mantle, that cellophane bag was still in there. And when I opened it, I could still smell it. So. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That is your last hand. All right. So let's talk a little bit about like, some some other forms of potpourri that you could use to bring the fragrance into your home and they're referred to as stovetop potpourris and this is a 
something that again, like you can do in your house to make it smell nice, but depending on what you choose to put in the potpourri last year, my mom and I made, um, like for ladies that we do card classes with, we made them little um, stovetop potpourri gifts um, with a little label on top. And we gave them as a gift um, around the holidays so that they could take them home and use them whenever they wanted to. So here's just some examples. Um, I have a couple different examples. So pretty much, well, let me tell you the ingredients and I'll tell you how to do it. <clears throat> so a pear sliced up, this wouldn't have to be accurate. So we're not talking about fourth of an inch or how much, I mean, you could just chop it, right? But a pear, um, one, so hold on. One cup of cranberries, fresh cranberries, one pear sliced, chopped, whatever you want to do to it. Um, a tablespoon of whole cloves, um, some fresh rosemary, two or three sprigs of that, and three cinnamon sticks, and four cups of water. And you combine all of those ingredients um, on the stove, or if you have like a mini crock pot, you can put them in a mini crock pot. And once it's um, on the stove, once it comes to a boil, you're gonna turn it down to a simmer and you're just gonna let it simmer. And that fragrance is going to permeate throughout your house and make your house smell amazing. You're gonna wanna keep an eye on it. Um, you don't want the water to evaporate and for it to dry out. And then you have this, this concoction on your stove drying out and burning, but it's gonna, you know, on a low simmer, um, it's going to put those vapors out into the air going to last quite a long time and if I see that the water level is getting low then I just add you know another cup or two of water to it but truthfully I usually do mine in my min little mini crock pot because it's not going to evaporate like it would if it was simmering on the stove and um, at the end of the day you know if I want to have it again tomorrow I just put the hood on and, and then the next day I'll just add some more water to it and keep it going in my crock pot so that's one um, suggestion and another suggestion same kind of thing same idea of putting it all on your stove or in your crock pot and adding the water to it so you could do um, two apples um, i just keep the peel on and like said either slice them chop them whatever you feel most comfortable with um, again cinnamon sticks star anise or anise however you say it um, allspice berries cardamom pods cloves um, vanilla beans, put those all in the, in the pot or on in the crock pot. And again, just let it simmer. So these are just some individual like recipe combinations. And I'll, again, I'll send them out. Um, another one, which I really like, and I've tried this one is four bay leaves, <clears throat> um, one orange sliced, a sprig of rosemary, a vanilla bean. But if, you know, again, vanilla beans are expensive. Um, so if you don't want to invest in a vanilla bean, you could just use one to two teaspoons of vanilla extract and then your water and just put it on. And it's more um, sort of earthy and woodsy, not so much the fruity cinnamony sort of smell. It just depends on your personal fragrance, um, you know, preferences. <coughs> really anything, anything that you like that reminds you of fall or Christmas or I mean, you could do nutmeg if you like nutmeg. And, and for this, you know, it could be essential oil or it could be the actual spice or even, you know, um, like a whole nutmeg. If you wanted to you know, plop that in there, that's up to you, you know, whatever form of the nutmeg you'd want to use. But 
it's just a really simple, easy way. And if you were going to do this last one, for example, which was um, the bay leaves, the um, orange, the rosemary, the vanilla bean, um, you could package those up in cute little like cellophane bags and tie it off with a ribbon. And you know, it makes like a cute little hostess gift to give to someone. You wouldn't slice the orange before you did that. I would just probably what I would do is put the whole orange in there, put the rosemary sprigs in, put the bay leaves in. And I would just let, you know, the person that I was giving it to as a hostess gift know that before they, you know, simmer it, like maybe print out, you know, on your computer, the instructions, and then just attach it to the bag and let them know that before they put it onto the stove and add the water and simmer it, that they need to just slice the orange. But it, it does make your house smell amazing. I mean, my, the neighborhood kids were like, we are that house where the neighborhood kids hang out at, especially when there's snow in the backyard and they're all tubing all day and the crock pot's on and they come in and they always say, Miss Haley, your house smells like holidays. <laughs> your house smells like Christmas. Or, that's a good feeling. Like, that's what we want all of our houses. You know, we, well, we just don't want people to be here all the time. Let's be real, right? Like, we don't want them to overstay. They're welcome. I don't want to say that too loud because I love my guests that are here. <laughs> but, but um, you know, we, we want our houses to be that place for people, especially right now when you know, we're limited to how many people are, you know, visiting us. And I mean, you know yourselves how inviting and how sort of comforting it feels when you walk into someone's house and they've been baking something that just, it just settles you. It just does something good for your heart. You know, you also know that feeling when you walk into a house and it doesn't smell so great. <laughs> so um, I'd rather pick one over the other. <laughs> So, so that's just some stovetop potpourri ideas um, for those of you who don't want to spend the 12 hours dehydrating dried fruits and um, or don't feel comfortable with slicing them again with the homemade potpourris on the stovetop. It's not, it's not so important how the stuff is prepared. It's really just that it gets put in the pan and that you don't let it dry out is the main thing. Has anyone tried ever any of these? Um, stovetop potpourris or something that you think you, that you'd be you know willing to try and share on the Facebook page so I'd love to hear like what combinations you guys do if you decide to to do something like that I mean don't trick your husbands or whatever but you know he comes in the door after work okay. and he's gonna be like you actually got somebody <laughs> to answer your question so <laughs> um let's see Peggy go ahead and unmute Okay. Um, yeah, I've done one with apples and cinnamon and uh, cloves and nutmeg, I think. And uh, it really, it really was a fantastic smell. I think I was having a, a holiday party. So I, I, you know, wanted it to smell like smell that. Good. So I had it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it's easy, right? It's it's like I said, yeah. it's not a lot of work to just do a stovetop potpourri. Right, right. And I think you can probably pick up. I'll look and see where I can find like my little crock pot. I don't use my little crock pot so much for cooking because it doesn't have a. It only has one setting on it, and so things can tend to burn in it. But I love to use it for um, for make you know putting these these potpourris in. So I'll look and see if I can find like this little small crock pot and add it to the information when I send it out, but that's, 
you know, if you're not a person that is really comfortable even with like the stove or you're worried that it might evaporate and, you know, you get busy and you forget, then the crock pot is a great alternative. And Haley, can I ask a real quick question on the little yes. crock pot? Um, yeah. Would you just leave it on all day and then turn it off and then the next day it'll yeah. still be good? Yeah, I would. That's what I would do. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Kayla, go ahead and unmute. So I have one of the little potpourri crock pots as well. Mm -hmm. um, we do oranges a lot um, because my kids eat like a ton of oranges. So I just have them keep their peels. And I just put the peels in there with a cinnamon stick and it, it's really good. And then we just keep yeah. adding the peels to it. Yeah. And that's a great way so. to not be wasteful. Right. Cause I mean, I'm put sticking the whole orange in there, but the peels is certainly <laughs> where the, the peels is where the scent comes from. Yeah. So I just do that and it works great. Yeah. I like, it. it's fun. It's fun for kids too, to sort of throw different things in there and see what the scent combinations, you know, turn out like. Irene, go ahead and unmute. Hello. Hi, friend. Uh, Haley, Irene, you mentioned that you were going to be sending out the information and recipes. Would that be through email, or where would we look to get them? Um, <coughs> well, in your case, because <laughs> I'm a stalker <laughs> of yours, I could send it to you directly, but, um, but I'll send it out to the ACB listserv. Um, okay, then we'll get it through email. Yeah. Okay, that sounds great. Does Thank that you work? so much. Okay, mm -hmm. all right, you're welcome. And then we'll also go ahead and post them in the Facebook group in um, the miscellaneous uh, unit tab. Okay, perfect. So they'll be in there for perfect. reference as well. Yeah, and I'll probably, I mean, I pretty much have, all the recipes are here and, and in front of me, but I don't have all of the resources. Like I didn't think about putting the crock pot in there or the knife with the guard. So I'll look those up. I'll try to do that later today after the Seahawks win the game. And, and <laughs> sorry, Cowboys fans. Sorry, Monica or whoever is out there. But <laughs> and then I'll, I'll try and get it out to everyone tomorrow. Okay, I just lost 50 people when I said the Seahawks. No, you didn't lose anybody. They're still here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, go ahead and unmute. <laughs> you didn't lose me uh, because I'll, I'll be rooting. I'll be, I'm not a Cowboys fan, so I'll be rooting for the Seahawks. Okay. I, I grew up on the Washington football team, and I've been listening along here to um, just kind of learn some things. I need to get on your email list on the um, crafty chat email list. Okay, Kayla, can you tell how to do that or? I friended you yeah. Kayla on Facebook. Um, if you go back to the email where you got the link for this call, right above yes. the link is the link to subscribe to the uh, listserv. So all you have to do is okay. click on that link in the email and it will uh, bring you to the place to subscribe and all that. Okay. And then if you're not in the Facebook group yet, there's a link as well in that same place for the Facebook group. Okay. Okay. Now I friended you on Facebook, you know, just Facebook okay. itself. Okay. I don't know if you saw that or not. No, I mean, probably no, I'm didn't not yet. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Not yet. Okay. Check. All right. All right. Yeah, it's fun. I just love the sharing ideas. I love reading, you know, the posts that come in because there's a lot of things that I wouldn't have thought how to do things. So, 
that's what this is about today. It's like I said, it's not as formalized like teaching a card class. It's really, I just thought it'd be a great way to share. I kind of, it's kind of like having you guys, in, I mean, it's like you're almost here and I wish that I, you were here to smell my house right now, but you can have it in your own house. So, <clears throat> all right. So are we okay, Sheila? Can I move yes. on or is there yes, a question? Yes, ma'am. No, there's okay. no more hands. Okay. All right, so the other thing that I like to do um, that I will be sending my friends home with today is um, making my own room sprays. And it's super e easy to do them. Um, there's sev several different ways that people like to do them. You know, with the friends that I hang out with, we all seem to do it a little bit differently. But um, again, you're gonna want to use a glass spray bottle because if you're using the plastic, like I said before, the um, essential oils that you use in them can, um, can leach the toxins that are in the plastic containers. And now you're spraying it into your air and you're, you're putting into your air the, the, the thing that you were trying to avoid by making your own. Um, plus it can break down the plastic and just leak out in wherever you've, you've had it sitting. So super, super easy. The combination is pretty much this. It's distilled water, um, alcohol of some kind, whether it is straight up vodka, whether it is um, like ethyl alcohol or whether it is uh, witch hazel. You want to have some kind of um, something in there that's going to help the scent to stick around a little bit longer and also to help the essential oil in the water um, blend a bit better. And then just your essential oils. And, and like I said, whether they're ones for me or they're not ones for me, or you know, if you're interested, I can certainly help you, but that's not why I'm here. And um, so tons of different, again, it's just like with the, uh, the gel air freshener, it's really just based on your, your fragrance preference and what sort of thing you're trying to um, accomplish. So again, if I'm looking for just to bring the sense of fall into my home, I'm going to go with those cinnamony, clovey, nutmeg, orange, um, cedarwood, Siberian fir kind of scents into my home. But if you're wanting to use this um, to freshen up a bathroom, as crazy as it sounds, I love peppermint and lime um, to just spritz in my bathroom to just sort of freshen it up. Um, I love the rosemary, sandalwood, and orange. Um, in my kitchen. I love the lavenders and the vetivers and the cedar woods, the calming oils in my bedrooms, as well as, you know, um, like the oils such as Purify or Breathe, which are very cleansing to the air. Sometimes I add some lemon into those. And those are great for any room that you're needing, like a smelly teenage boy's room or <laughs> a, smelly, a smelly coat closet or whatever, you know, kind of thing. So um, I'm just going to give you some suggestions because maybe there's some of you out there that, you know, already have them and are just looking for some scent combinations. So I have one that I call walk in the woods and it is going to be, so three tablespoons of your alcohol of choice. Um, please don't drink it. Well, I mean, I guess if you're using the vodka, you could, but <laughs> that's not the purpose of this call. <laughs> we can do something else with that. Um, <laughs> 10 drops of juniper berry or cedarwood, 10 drops of either clary sage or rosemary, just some options, and 10 bergamot or orange. So the juniper berry is going to be, um, the juniper berry and the cedarwood are gonna be very like calming and um, very grounding. The um, clary sage and rosemary are gonna be sort of 
um, they really help with concentration. Rosemary and Clara Sager are both really good with like focus and concentration. And the bergamot orange are just sort of, um, they're happy oils. Any sort of citrus oils are happy oils. So it's a nice balance of the three. Um, and then you could also add 10 drops of cinnamon or clove to that if you want to sort of bring that in. And then you're just going to have your eight ounce glass spray bottle and your distilled water. And so you pretty much are just going to, um, <coughs> I like to put the alcohol into the bottom of the jar first and I use a funnel to get that in there. And, um, and then I like to add my essential oils next. And, and then I like to um, put my distilled water in and give it a good shake before every use and just mist it into the air. And, you know, it's not going to, again, it doesn't have any preservatives in it. Um, it doesn't have all the additives that are going to, um, you know, with any room sprays, they're not going to last for a long, long time. So you'll need to be consistent with spraying them throughout the day. But sometimes all I need just to kind of get me out of a funk is just to to spray it like in front of my face and sort of walk through it and smell it. And I go around my house, like the little spray fairy with my mother. I just, I'm all over spraying it and it, it'll stick around. Sometimes I even just take it and spray it on. Um, I have a rug by my front door as you walk in and I love cedar wood. I love that smell. So sometimes I'll just actually spray it onto the carpet, um, that rug by the front door. And every time, you know, you walk over it, it sort of, revigorates, reinvigorates or whatever that smell and brings it back up again. Um, so pretty easy to make, but many of you may be thinking to yourself, this all sounds fabulous, but how am I going to measure these drops? And so there's other ways that you could measure these drops um, if you're not able to just visually do it by putting them into a bottle, which most of us aren't. Um, you could use little pipettes, like little eyedroppers that you suck it up into. I use ones that I know hold about um, seven drops. And so I could certainly, you know, suck the oil out of the oil bottle into this little dropper. And I probably would just do for an eight ounce spray bottle, I would probably just do one dropper full of each of the oils that I'm, that I like. <clears throat> um, if I was um, like this one, for example, was four different oils, right? Your choice of, but four different oils, I would probably just do a dropper of each into the bottle. The other thing you can do is, um, instead of measuring it straight into the bottle, you could do it into a bowl. And so you'd put your, your alcohol into the bowl or cup, even a cup, like a measuring cup, um, put your oil, your alcohol into the cup, put your water into the cup. And then what you could do is drop the oils onto your finger and then just stir your finger into the water to get the oils off of your finger. Um, and if you think that you wouldn't be able to feel the oil hit your finger in order to do that, it is okay to keep the essential oils in the refrigerator so that you're able to feel them better when they hit your finger and then just go ahead and like stir it into the, or if you were only going to do like, say you were going to do lavender, you were going to just, this was just a spray that you wanted in your bedroom. Um, you could take probably, I'm trying to think how many drops I figured it out before and I can't remember off the top of my head, but you know, you could always fill up like an eighth of a teaspoon with the essential oils. And, um, you know, just if you were just doing that one scent, or even if you were doing two, I guess you could just feel with your finger to see how full your eighth of a teaspoon is getting and actually measure it into a measuring spoon that way. And then just stir it into the water and then use the funnel to get the mixture into your bottle. So there's lots of ways to do it that, you know, 
are easier for us rather than just trying to, you can hear the drops sometimes when they hit the water, but, um, but not always, you know, even in the glass jar, sometimes you can hear when the drops go in and, and hit the bottom of the jar, but um, not everyone has great hearing and sometimes you have noisy kids. And so there's a lot of influences there. So if I'm home by myself, um, I tend to just use the droppers to do it or just do it with, onto my finger and then stir it into the water and then use the funnel to get it into the container. If you have a different way that you found to work for you, I'd love to hear that. Um, this is what I made and what I'm sending my friends home with. It's a chai room spray. Again, the three tablespoons, the base is gonna be the same. So the three tablespoons of the alcohol and um, the distilled water to fill up the bottle the rest of the way. And then the essential oils in it are 10 drops of orange essential oil. So again, I would just probably do the one dropper. Um, three drops of cinnamon bark essential oil, three drops of clove essential oil, three drops of cardamom, and three drops of nutmeg. And then I just put all of that into my little spray bottle, filled it up the rest of the way with the water. Again, just, you know, shake it before each use. And when I called my daughter down to ask her what she thought of it and I sprayed it, her comments were, oh, that smells like holiday. <laughs> so um, it's yummy. I'm a little bit of a pumpkin sort of nutmeggy. Um, I definitely that's that's my thing. I love the smell of like a fresh cut Christmas tree. And um, we don't have one of those because we have two dogs that I was I'm afraid would eat the needles. And I just don't like vacuuming it every day if I'm totally honest with you. But, um, but I do like that scent. So I do um, use like the Siberian fur and the Douglas fur and things like that. Um, come Christmas time, but my preference will kind of probably always be these orange, nutmeggy, clovey sort of fragrances. So, so those are a couple of suggestions. I have more here too, which I'll include when I send the recipes out um, for different scents. Um, if you prefer more, again, of the woodsy, you could do um, the different, the cedar wood, vetiver, Siberian fir, um, the different pines and, and leave out all of the cinnamon and clove if that's not your thing. So um, how are we for time, Sheila? Um, you have about 20 minutes. So okay. you're good. All right. So, so not that this other stuff wasn't great and not that it won't make your house smell amazing, but let's, that's really, let's just talk about food, Sheila, shall we? Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. That's our thing, right? Yep. Okay, so we are going to make together, you and I, some of us, I hope that some of you will try it over the next couple weeks, next couple months, um, an apple pie spice that you can just take an old spice jar or, uh, you know, again, a mason jar, you can even make it in a Ziploc bag if that's what you have. Um, and you are going to make this apple pie spice and it's so versatile in the things that you can use it in. Super easy. If you're not wanting, if you're, if you don't have these spices already in your, um, in your spice cabinet, again, you can always go to somewhere like Winco or somewhere that sells spices in bulk and just get the exact amounts that you're needing. And so it is four tablespoons of ground cinnamon, one and a half tablespoons of ground allspice. And don't, you don't have to write this down unless you want to one tablespoon of ground nutmeg, 
one tablespoon of ground ginger and a half tablespoon of ground cardamom. And it's just a matter of combining it in a bowl or into the jar and just shaking the jar to combine it, you know, putting a pretty label on it. This would be another really great thing to stick in a gift basket for someone, um, put a little piece of fabric on top, or if you're um, a paper crafter, you know, you could print out um, uh, a label, you know, and cut it out with a circle punch and then just put it onto the top of the lid and tie a little ribbon around it. And, but a great way to, you know, you could take a, a bowl, a pretty bowl, a pretty mixing bowl that you get from the store, um, put like a fall or Christmas tea towel in there. What do you call tea towels in America? What do you call like what you dry your dishes with? A dish towel. A dish towel. Okay. Mm -hmm. We call it tea towel in England. <laughs> I forget sometimes what people call things here versus when I grew up. So you could take, you know, a pretty bowl, a decorative um, towel, uh, maybe like a wooden spoon, print out some of the recipes that I'm going to share with you and put in this little jar of spice. It's a beautiful gift for a person, um, you know, a hostess gift or a um, prayer partner gift or, you know, that kind of thing. If you have a relative or friend that, you know, likes cooking and super easy and super inexpensive. You could also put it in like a little muslin bag or like a tie a piece of, um, like sacking, you know, around it, if you're wanting to make it look more rustic. Again, you could punch out like little leaves uh, if you are a paper crafter and attach those on. Um, lots of different ways to, um, you know, to decorate the jar up or to make it um, look, appear like a much bigger um, gift versus just a little jar of spices. <coughs> but, um, so, Anytime something calls for, say, like a pumpkin pie spice or an apple pie spice, you know, you could just, um, or if it's a combination of these spices in a recipe, you could just say it called for a teaspoon of cinnamon and a teaspoon of um, allspice or whatever. You could just take that, combine that. So now you have two teaspoons and just use two teaspoons of this apple pie spice. So it's super versatile and you're just limited by your own imagination, really. So um, you can mix it into your yogurt, which is super simple. Um, mix it into your oatmeal, whether that's a oatmeal that you make in the morning on the stovetop, whether that's a um, crock pot steel cut oats that you do, or whether it's an overnight oatmeal, you know, whatever your preference is, just stirring a little bit of the apple pie spice into it is pretty yummy. Um, you can sprinkle it over ice cream you can put it into um, basic muffins or quick bread mixes and super, super, super yummy and super versatile. Um, I haven't made this, but I found it and thought I'd share it with you. So you could make your own pumpkin butter again. I mean, just really fun and great ways to make things and then put together a basket, you know, make a whole, a batch and then, you know, put together gifts baskets if you do for neighbors. But one of the things you can use it in is pumpkin butter. Um, again, I'll send out recipes, but it's either making your own pumpkin puree if you're so inclined, I would not be. So I would probably just use um, the large 29 ounce can of pumpkin puree, not pumpkin pie filling, because that's different, right? That's going to already have the spices added, but just the, sorry, there's a party in the background. Um, pumpkin, just pumpkin puree, a 28 ounce can. Um, one cup of packed brown sugar, 
three-fourths cup of apple cider or apple juice, two teaspoons of vanilla extract, two to three cinnamon sticks, and then half a teaspoon of this apple pie spice. And you're just gonna combine all of it into um, a saucepan on the stove. Stir it well and bring it to a boil. And then you turn it down and simmer it for like 30 to 40 minutes, stirring it occasionally to make sure it's just not sticking to the edges of the pan. And then, you know, just when it's cold enough, taste it, you know, see if you need to add in some more of the apple pie spice. And hold on one second, guys, excuse me, because I'm about to kill my third, my 12 year old. Bear with me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay sorry um we're good i'm back and she made it um, <laughs> i i love the sound of kids playing so it's okay well you know i mean it's her and her dad and it's usually her and her dad i mean i guess it's good that at 13 or 12 that they still like each other so amen Amen. <clears throat> um, <laughs> my house sounds very similar i just okay. get to be on mute <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, so um you would just then take this take this um combination this pumpkin butter and just put it in mason jars or decorative jars and store it in your refrigerator um in the fridge for about three weeks it'll last and if you freeze it for about three months in the freezer and some yummy ways to serve this pumpkin butter is just to spread it onto toast. Pretty simple. Um, swirl into your Greek yogurt. Um, again, into like your oatmeal. Um, if you're making pancakes or crepes or something like that, it could be a filling or just um, an alternative to syrup, which is um, sounds yummy to me. Um, you can definitely like add it to um, a smoothie, just put like a tablespoon of it into your smoothie. So you're making like an apple almond milk, you know, sort of smoothie and, and just add a tablespoon of this pumpkin butter into it. Sounds pretty good. This is what I want to make and I haven't made this, but I'm, but I'm for sure gonna, and I was gonna make it for my company, but I made an apple pie instead. So, <laughs> but I'm, but I'm gonna do this. It's an, let me make sure I get the name right. Caramel apple spice cheesecake dip. Does that sound good or what? Uh, yeah. Um, that so sounds it's, amazing. Yeah, right? <laughs> I know. So it's, it's um, eight ounces package of cream cheese, softened, a half a cup of powdered sugar, a half cup of um, brown sugar, diabetics beware, <laughs> um, <laughs> two tablespoons of um, apple cider or apple juice, two and a half teaspoons of your apple pie spice that you've made up and uh, half a cup of whipped cream and two teaspoons of caramel sauce sauce. And it's just a matter of like combining it all until it's all smooth and creamy. And then the suggested things were um, to dip in it apples or like vanilla wafers or, um, what else did it say? Like graham crackers or just a shortbread cookie. Yeah, that, that's so me right there. So um, just some fun, versatile ways to 
Um, you can make, use your apple pie spice to make apple pie um, flavored like whipped cream. So you would just take like your heavy cream and your metal stand mixer or however, and um, you know, add some of the, the apple pie spice into it. And then, you know, that would be a delicious topping. Um, I'd probably do about maybe a cup of heavy whipping cream and probably I'd probably put a little bit of vanilla in mine, a splash, maybe half a teaspoon to a teaspoon of vanilla, and then maybe a half a teaspoon of the pump of the apple pie spice. You can always add more later if it's not, you know, enough for you, but I'd probably start with about half of a teaspoon of it. And, you know, just pour that all into your metal stand mixer and turn it on medium. Um, if the bowl of the mixer is cold to begin with and the cream and everything in it is cold, that's when it's going to turn out the best. So then you just put it on medium. It takes a while for it to come to that consistency of like a, a whipped cream. But wouldn't that just be yummy on like a piece of apple pie or a piece of pumpkin pie or something like that? It sounds like that it would be good on ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like it would be good just on a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Haley, you have 10 minutes. So yep. I, don't, I don't know if you want to open up for questions okay. or... Yeah, because I have, you know, I have other recipes, but like I said, I, because you can make like even, you can use this, this spice to make, I mean, you know, I know we've talked a lot about like scenting your house and we've talked a lot about, we've talked about recipes, food recipes, but as crazy as it sounds, you can also make a pretty awesome um, body care sugar scrub that smells like pumpkin <laughs> and oh. sugar scrubs are so easy to make. It's just um, your sugar of choice, whether it's um, brown sugar or granulated sugar, um, and just a carrier oil, which could be um, a sweet almond oil, a jojoba oil, a fractionated coconut oil, and just combining those and then adding in the fragrances that you want. And, you know, while I might usually use essential oils, um, I have been known if I didn't have cinnamon um, essential oil to to do it. The thing you want to be really careful with if you're going to make a pumpkin flavored sugar scrub that does have cinnamon in it, excuse me, is to know that cinnamon is a hot oil. And so, um, you know, you just want to be careful not to add too much and to, to take note of how your skin um, reacts after you use it. If you may, you may have more sensitive skin it is going to be diluted with the carrier oil. So that should help with that. But if you have any concerns that the oils, because they are potent, there's 50 to 70% more potent than the plant or the spice itself. Um, if you have any concerns that maybe the essential oil itself might be too strong for you to use in a sugar scrub, then certainly you can substitute it with a dried um, cinnamon or something like that. But a really fun, yummy way to just pamper yourself um, in your shower. So yeah. And like I said, I have more recipes, but I just thought I would share some of the ways that I bring fall into my house that I welcome people into my house and gifts that I give around this time of the year, just to say thank you to those that have helped out. And so if anyone has any questions or things that you like to do to bring the scent of the season into your home or to bless other people around this time of year, I'd love to hear it. I'm really excited to make the spice. I make apple butter every year, so I think that would be really good added to yeah. the apple butter. Yeah. So. Do you make yours in your crock pot, or do you? How do you make yours? 
Um, I make it in the crock pot and then I have a water bath that I can them. Okay, nice. Yeah, I like wow. canning. We, we've done a lot of, um, this year I didn't do so much. I did pickles and um, some, I had a lot of blueberries this year. So I did blueberry jam. Yum. I was thinking maybe you guys can give me some thoughts on this. Um, I saw that Kayla, you sent out <clears throat> the email about putting together an ACB crafters basket. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I'm thinking I'm probably not going to donate a scarf because there's so many of you that are fabulous knitters and crocheters and that's not my strong suit, but, um, like, could we even include stuff like that? Could it be, uh, you know, obviously I do cards, but could yeah. it be a homemade it can be, yes, butter? I love it. Okay. Yeah. okay. I think any of the things that you mentioned today, um, we're going to kind of see what everyone does and we're going to make a build a basket basically mm -hmm. with what everybody does and then so I'm really excited to see what everyone comes up with mm -hmm. yeah it'll be fun yeah I think it should be called handmade and heartfelt holidays okay so I that love should that be the, that should be the theme I've of our been basket. trying to come up with something and I bet I was gonna ask all of you so email <laughs> that to me because I'm not gonna remember it <laughs> good thing this is recorded no <laughs> But um, I'm excited. I'm you guys really are all excited. so amazing with what you do. I mean, it just blows my mind. I, you know, I just take some paper and, you know, it's, it doesn't, I mean, it's nothing complicated compared to the things that you guys knit and crochet. So I'm excited to see what everyone donates. You don't have any hands raised, Tony. So. Okay. All right. Well, I will definitely get this out to everyone. Um, the recipes and like I said give me a give me a day or two because I have um, class tomorrow morning too but um, I will definitely add in some of the resources that I hadn't included and get the recipes out to everyone and I'd love to um, you know see people post on Facebook or send out to the email list if you decide to make any of these and you know you'll probably come up with a dozen other ideas for scent combinations or ways to substitute things that I haven't thought about. But um, I just, I just love it. Like I said, I think right now we're all sort of needing what it is that brings comfort and joy to our hearts and makes us feel closer to other people and also encourages us, you know, to do a little bit more, a better job with self care and as much as I love the uplifting sense of citrus, um, I feel like summer can be, I don't know, like it's weird, like the energy and the, the energy level that comes with summer and the brightness and the go, go, go. I, I love, but I also enjoy like the autumn and sort of taking some time to go inward and grab a good book and a blanket and put these smells in your house and just sort of I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not doing a very good job of <laughs> verbalizing it, but there's just something comforting about being at home with these smells and just reminding us all, you know, that despite the craziness right now that we're, we're all have things to be thankful for. So. Amen. I couldn't have said that better. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, I'm excited. Thank you so too. much, Haley. I'm really yeah. excited for all this, um, all these awesome recipes. So. Thank you. You are welcome. Thank you, everyone, for spending your time with me. And go Hawks. 